This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And it is the midweek edition of Judd's Hockey Show. It's Judd, it's Jesse, of course, from Bar Down Beauties and covers the wild for NHL.com. It's Declan. It's our usual roundtable here. And, uh, you know, a week ago, a week ago, we were ready to fire everybody. A week ago, it looked like the wild was in a descent that could cost Dean Evison his job. I called him a bad hockey team. Yeah, it might have been a week ago that Declan came out and said they're a bad team. So, Declan, where do you stand now after a pretty impressive come from behind a three right. nothing deficit on Saturday against a Rangers team that's really good, and then a win against the Islanders? Oh, hold on a second here, because Jesse just sent. Some I didn't breaking... want to interrupt. No, but no, I need no, to. that's okay because this is news. We'll get we'll get to where Declan feels the wild is at, but. Uh, Jesse, tell me the news that you just typed on on my screen here. Kalen Addison being traded to the San Jose Sharks. Kevin Weeks, who is never wrong. Uh, Kevin Weeks, the first to report it. Michael Russo uh, confirms it. Not a surprise, but God, the San Jose Sharks, man. That is like, that's what Buffalo used to be. Where you go to like let players die. It's Alcatraz. Wow. It's awful. Like it's the Alcatraz Sharks. Yeah, it's not a good uh, situation. But yeah, that's that's officially happening. Uh, the Wild haven't obviously announced it just yet, but again, Kevin Weeks and Mike Russo, Russo reporting they will receive a fifth round pick in twenty twenty six per his sources. So, hey, how about changing that defense up? I we uh, just got a good I headline to too. To the show. My clickbait. I love it. I love this. This is great. Okay, reactions. Jesse, go first. Reaction. I like it. I uh, on this week's episode of Bardon Beauties, I was praising Dakota Mermis, who continued to follow up with an yeah. excellent performance last night. Um, he's just done so incredibly well, and yes, he's a 29 year old, so he has some of that veteran experience. But he's just really good offensively, which I didn't know was a part of his game. I knew he was a fairly sound defenseman, but I'm really liking what he's bringing to that offensive side of the defense as well. Not to mention, then they also bring up Damon Hunt last week who made it into the lineup over John Merrill. So I had arguably joked, hey, I'd rather have Mermis and Hunt in the lineup versus Merrill and Addison. And it looks like Bill Guerin heard me. Yes, that's right. Bill Guerin was like, Jesse, you're absolutely right. Right Assistant to the assistant to the assistant. And here we are. We're heading that way. Um, Kalen Addison wasn't going to pan out like we wanted him to, right, guys? We've all given him the benefit of the doubt. So a trade seemed likely in his future. And here we are sitting with it as it is. Hmm. Dex? Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, we kind of forecasted the other week uh, that he probably should be playing every day. Wouldn't be shocked if there was indeed, you know, the Wild just cut bait, move on. And yeah, I don't know if Bill Guerin just said, hey, 
I like Judd's hockey show. I may as well just do this dang thing. Um, it is interesting. It's a, it's a fifth round pick in 2026. So obviously, uh, that's a that's a that's a that's down the dang line a little bit. But the Sharks are. I mean, the Sharks are off to the worst start, right? In NHL history, isn't it the worst start? No wins. It's the worst in NHL history. And then the back to back losses for the first time in like 58 years of back to back losses of excuse me, 10 goals or more being allowed. Minus 43 goal differential. They're playing an equally atrocious Edmonton team coming up. I think it's tomorrow. It's just. It's gross. There's nothing going well in San Jose. They are right one now. ten and one, you guys, because they yeah. beat the Flyers. Oh, did they won oh, they did. So last night they, they won. The last Flyers. night they finally won a game. Nice. They, they, gotcha. they beat the yeah. God, God bless them. Mackenzie Blackwood stopped thirty eight shots. God, but they're one ten and one. Do you know what this is? I love Bill Guerin. He couldn't stand this kid by the end. Yeah, I like this is not this is not just a trade. Okay, this is a trade to a team that's hopeless. It's for just a meaningless fifth round pick. And Kalen Addison is now going to have to fly from New York Ooh, to California. Yeah. This is, this is you done screwed up, Kalen. I mean, I'm not it's, joking. I, I, I love it. I think that's absolutely right. He's Bill Guerin as well gave him all the benefit of the doubt, right? He kept trying, kept trying to make it work. We need more defense out of him. I mean, Kalen Addison, I was shocked to see, and it's funny because I just talked about this. I was shocked to see him play over John Merrill the other night when they chose to help the scratches, right? Because you're like, oh, usually Addison's the one out. Now it makes sense. He was showcasing Mr. Addison, looking mm-hmm. for some bait, like, hey, see, here's what he can do, which isn't much, but San Jose, you can't do much either. So have Kalen Addison. Here you go. You're right. It's it's funny because there's no immediate return. You've got Spurgeon coming back probably right. likely very soon as well. But again, it allows for Mermis and or Hunt to stay at some point with this team, which I think is absolutely deserved. They've done more than Kalen Addison has in his uh, opportunities given. I think it also uh, signifies that we that we are comfortable with the five-man first power play all forwards because Johansson, and, and that to me is a risk. Like, I don't love that, but Johansson, I will say this. His entries are smooth. So as far as, like, get, getting the puck in, he can. Um, but you know what? If the guy was not going to work out, if the guy was not going to do, you know, play defense like they wanted, mm-hmm. I'm fine with this. It's a good message. It's a good, it's a strong message sent across the bow that you could be next for, for guys like this. So. I think Bill Guerin, I think he doesn't make moves lots of times just to make moves. I think this is a message. If you want to go play for the Sharks, you play like he did. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll relocate you to the beautiful city of San Jose where, where you will be with a team that, as Jesse said, Dex, gave up 10 goals in back-to-back games. So you go fix that, Kalen. Yeah, you were, you know. Plenty of plenty of your own game keep you busy over there, Kalen Addison. I think uh, that's the Herb Brooks line, right? And Miracle yep. Jess. I think uh, I might, be, I might, I might have butchered that a little bit, but uh, but, come on, Herb. But uh, come on. yeah, it, it's too bad because uh, I, I do I do think you know they, that was the first what that was like really the first big trade Garen made, wasn't it? When he traded Zucker at the trade deadline, that was yes. was that going that was into a part of it 2020, yep. 2019? I forget what year it actually was now, but. Yep. Um, that was his first big trade. He was a top 40, 50 pick. Uh, and he was kind of, yeah, the centerpiece of that Zucker trade. They got, what, Galchenyuk back and I believe a first-round pick, something of that nature. So, I mean, it was a big trade. And Kalen Addison, uh, analytically, he's still there. there's still a lot there that people suggest, no, he's actually a lot better. And 
he should be getting more minutes and more opportunities, but at the same time, uh, hard to get those opportunities if you're not even cashing him in on the power play. And look, I think the Wilds power play has its own issues. It's not a Kalen Addison problem, but uh, may as well punt. I think Judd's right. I think this is more of a message than it is like, get him out of here because I really want a 2026 fifth round pick and an additional, what, 700000 or whatever it's going to be in cap savings. Uh, this is more of a message of if you're not ready to play, if you're not part of this culture and turning things around, you're gone. Mm-hmm. I like it. Move on. All right. So we will go back to the original question with which this show <laughs> began before Jesse. So we'll do it live. It's rudely interrupted me F with it. breaking news. Uh, um, Declan, how do you feel about your statement a week ago uh, in the midst of the team playing terrible too, in your defense? But how do you feel about your statement, which is this might just not be a good hockey team after what you saw against the Rangers on Saturday and the Islanders in a 4-2 win on Tuesday. So I guess, right, law of averages do a degree. Like, you're, they weren't going to be playing as bad as they were for the first 10 games of the season. Um, you know, I thought, I actually thought yesterday's win, even though it was an epic comeback against the Rangers on Saturday, I was more impressed with that win, I think, than the Rangers win. I really was, because, you know, they had to battle in classic right, furious rallies, as Judd likes to talk about. Like, now that their backs are against the wall, they're going to start showing up and playing the full game they're supposed to. Actually, I liked the Islanders game a lot more yesterday. I thought that was much more of a sound game, much more of a convincing win that, hey, we can play this style of hockey. You can rotate your goalies here and there. If Flurry playing pretty well, um, it could work out for you. So I'm not ready to back off it that they're now a great hockey team because they finally have won you know, the la these last two games against good uh, New York teams. But I, I, I need to see a lot more of them playing consistent hockey and good hockey before I probably buy back in. Yeah, I think sure. this road trip is going to tell us a lot about the Minnesota Wild. I liked the New York game. Even when the Rangers scored first on Saturday, I thought Minnesota came out with a lot more jump than they have. And then obviously it was nice to see them score first against the Islanders last night. Um, but they're working hard. I think, Judd, you had tweeted exactly what I was thinking. You were in the old brain here that they finally have That's realized, hey, thought. never allow that to happen. I, I know, cool. I know. Uh, they finally have realized, hey, we need to work pretty darn hard to get these wins. The wins are not going to come easy. I think the past two seasons, they had some of that puck luck, right? You create your own puck luck, sure, but they were getting some of the bounces the right way. That hasn't been happening. So it's just further proof that they have to work hard, really put that effort forward, get the bodies in front of the net, get down low, um, play simple, basic hockey. And that's what I've really liked seeing out of the Rangers-Islanders game. Again, facing the Rangers and the Sabres on a back-to-back, -back, that's going to be a tough one. And then coming home against the Stars, they're going to have to play their butts off in order to uh, eke out a couple more points here on this trip. And then once they get back home before they go to Sweden, I'm going to say something that's going to drive the non hockey fans crazy, but I don't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, because we always talk about work and grit effort and, and non puck fans say, what does that even mean? Like how, how do you quantify that? But so here's where I agree with Declan's point. They aren't that good of team unless they work their asses off. And if they do, they actually are very competitive. But I don't know, like the last two years, because I think we say, and it's not incorrect, but I think we say the last two years that this team starts its season without its mojo or, or without a spark or without, you know, take, take your word for swagger, lack of swagger. But the lack of swagger is... Where's the effort and why the hell? Here's what I don't get. Why is a Dean Everson, a guy that wore Cooperalls for the Hartford Whalers <laughs> and checked everything in his path during his career, why is a Dean Everson coach team 
have this problem because it was like they gave up the three goals on Saturday and, and just, they, they did come out better in that game. I mean, Gustafson, we can, we can make up excuses, but he didn't play well, but um, they came out in that game. But after those three goals, they just basically said, Oh, you know what? We are going to work our asses off. And they've got enough skill that if they do that, they're a pretty decent team. But, where is that? Like, why does that disappear? Like, why does why does Dean have to meet with Marcus Foligno and the alternate captains to get that across? I'm very confused because who besides Kaprizov, who on this team looks in the mirror and says, I'm really good? I don't know that they're doing that necessarily, but if you look at like Brock Faber has excelled and been the top player his entire young career, Marco Rossi, same sort of situation. So I think maybe a little of that might speak to those younger players coming in and learning to get into the man's game. Now that's not to say they've come out cocky or with this huge swag, like I'm the best player. Definitely not. I've never gotten that vibe, but I bet it's different than the way that they were forced to perform in college or internationally, or even in the American hockey league, right? Like they were used to being able to rely on some of their talent. I mean, Marco Rossi, Hey, we were all kind of bagging on him, but ever since he added that work and that grittiness into his game, he's become this tremendous player. And that's simply because he kind of moved away from resting on his skill alone. So I think that could be a slight factor to it. It's that learning curve that some of these younger guys have like, hey, I'm no longer this elite player that everybody's that things are going to come easy for me. I have to work my butt off just like everybody else. And uh, I think they're finally starting to learn that now as we get into November. And is the special teams problems like, do they work themselves out? Because I guess, again, like law of averages that I've talked about at the beginning, like if they just become a halfway decent NHL average team on on the power play and penalty kill, does that, does that take away and obviously convert more goals on, on the power play side? Like, can they figure out ways to basically not play such a putrid style of special teams and you just naturally get a better situation where you're going to win a lot more? I get what Judd's saying that like they don't have the skill they don't have enough talent to win on talent alone if I want to keep going down these miracle uh, comparisons. So they're going to have to work their butts off. And then also special teams, like, can they just, can you be average? Can you be okay? It's kind of like, it's not like Vikings fans with defense. Like, can you guys just be average? We're not asking you to be, you know, the steel curtain, but can you just play a sustainable, legitimate, passable way that, that doesn't absolutely shipwreck you? So I think if they can figure out special teams and continue to work their butts off, then yes, on, in theory, they should be a better team. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast, premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to Factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code Judd50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code Judd50 at Factormeals.com. Well, kill penalties. That That's my thing. Power plays go up and down, and you're not, you know, you, you are not going to uh, be top five, but you can kill penalties. And, and just to your point, 
like Brock has been fantastic. And I actually think he works his mm-hmm. ass off. I think yeah. he works hard. But I'm talking about like the like the disappearing acts of times of of guys like Zuccarello. Mm-hmm. Like Zuccarello plays like he thinks he belongs with Kaprizov. And it's like, dude, you gotta work your ass off. Like you don't just belong there. And and you don't just get that. And then what really drove me up the wall was last night they put him back on the first power play and he makes a great no look pass, which was a great play. And Kaprizov shoots off the pass, and I jumped through my TVs. You you bleep and he bleeps. This is what we've been asking for. <laughs> Not where Kaprizov passes back to Zuki. And and Felino, like when Felino takes his play now, and I don't know why Eck is uh Erickson Eck is like his pacifier. Like mm-hmm. if he's not with Jules Erickson Eck, he's not awful. But when he's with him, he looks like a different guy. So it's like I also blame Dean. These I'm sorry, but these line changes took way too long. <laughs> like guys, we saw we talked about this. But he like, did what, it. We need to he, just let's let's take a moment, Judd. Let's be he happy. Finally he finally did it. Did it right. He finally did it. But what I'm saying is, I got to spark this team before then, and he finally did. Um, but yes, Rossi with what he's on now line, I think it's fantastic. Faber is unbelievable. Um, but it's good. But it's good to see that whatever the message was, it finally got through, and it does feel like we are now seeing how this team can play. They're not going to win every night but they also are going to play a style where they give themselves a chance, which the Devils game did not feel like they ever really had a chance. Right. No, I, I completely agree. I don't really have much to add there, but reminding they don't have the talent, but that's okay. Like, it's mm-hmm. just not there. It's okay. They have Kirill Kaprizov still. They. It's okay. It'll be okay. They'll figure it out. They'll be a mid-level team this year. It's okay. Let's talk about Patrick Maroon. Speaking of positives, yes. hell yeah! So, so he had um, a goal. What I believe it was 19 seconds into the game last night. He had an assist that I think was prettier than the goal on Erickson X goal. He now has uh, two goals and nine points in 12 games. I knew he, I knew he was tough, and I knew he was very well respected. But when they brought brought him in here, I think for the most part to replace re to replace. Ryan Reeves, when he went to Toronto, I had no clue that this guy had skills that are actually hockey skills. How how big of a surprise, Dex? I'll start with you. How how big of a surprise has what what Patty Maroon has done so far been to you? He's been awesome. I mean, this is a guy who led the league in PIMS last year. I mean, he had 150 penalty minutes for God's sakes. He's not afraid to get in fights. He's not afraid to rack up a lot of penalty minutes. But I will say offensively and Corsi-wise, he has always been a very productive player. So Corsi meaning when he is on the ice, they are generating more shots attempts than they are allowing. He has a career Corsi of 56%, which is absurdly high and absurdly high for a guy who's mostly in a checking and bottom six type of role. So we probably forgot about some of these things that, hey, he's not just a brute that's going to throw around his size and you know get in some fights at 6'3", 234 pounds. He's been awesome. He he has he has been probably their most consistent and biggest surprise this season in a, in a good way. Uh, he has I I was not expecting this. I was expecting more of a leadership behind the scenes. A guy who's won so many Stanley Cups, right? A guy that Bill Guerin would love to have in that room. I did not expect and I did not foresee him making this big of a difference though on the ice. 
Yeah, I mean, Dex nailed it. I I definitely knew coming in he was more skilled than Ryan Reeves, right? But I agree. I thought I would be kind of that body or just that voice in the locker room that Bill Guerin loves to have. Uh, But then also a reminder, his big body helps separate opposition from the puck, which is hockey 101, right? That's why they're generating those opportunities. So, I mean, he is out there doing his job, and that's helping create that offense. It's helping generate him being able to put the puck in the back of that and added bonus. I love to see that. I mean, again, you didn't go out and get Pat Maroon because you needed a score or you needed this elite passer. You went out there because you knew he would be a spark in your offense, and he's been just that. I am loving it. Give me more of the big rig. Um, he's just doing absolutely tremendous things so far this year. Great move, Bill Guerin, again. And that that, that pass, that that assist, that strip of the yeah. puck, like mm-hmm. that's a big league play. That's not an easy play. Mm-hmm. And he's strong as hell, but I mean, just to make that, that play was impressive. And can we please have opponents stop calling this guy fat? <laughs> NHL players are not fat. Okay. His body might not be the best. It happens. That's fine. But he's not fat. He's at, but I've been, that's an under the radar Garen move that I think is actually like when, when you go from Reeves who I did like off the ice and on for what he brought. And we knew that, like we knew he, he didn't have a ton of talent. Um, but to this, and, and when Dean, the first, I, I think the first really positive thing that I saw Dean do th- this year, Jess, was plug Maroon in second line when Boldy get, got hurt. Cause that's like, oh, wow. That's at first I'm like, really? And then you sort of watched him play. You're like, oh, okay, that's fine. But I mean, to, to go from, as Dex said, bottom six to top six, and then to justify your existence there. Is pretty impressive. So yes. Well, and nice it's move. costing the wild peanuts. They cost yeah. them a seventh round pick and the lightning are paying 200,000 of his $1 million cap hit. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a great play all around. Kudos, Bill Guerin. And I don't remember, you know, when he was in Edmonton, he popped up randomly in 2017 and scored 27 goals kind of out of nowhere. And he really hasn't been able to replicate that success. Um, I'd have to probably go look at who he was playing with when he was there in Edmonton. Um, but He's had flashes of this before where he has shown ability to score some goals. But yeah, I mean, I don't expect him to be like this 25, 30 goal scorer, but he's been phenomenal for the wild. Speaking of not calling guys fat, which you should not do, that's not nice. But if you are carrying around a few extra pounds, guess what? My friends, Jesse's friends at Livia Weight Control Centers can help you shed the, the, the weight. A couple of years ago, I took off. 40 pounds. Jesse, how much are you down thanks to our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers? I am down 35 pounds and counting. Just had my check-in this week with my team out at Woodbury. Um, Ups and downs, certainly, but I'm loving it. It's easy to stay on track. It's easy to work into my busy lifestyle as a mom and sports reporter. And we're still going. We're still getting toward that goal. I can't wait to ring that bell. But Livia has been nothing but fantastic for me so far. And and right now, if you join, if you follow suit of the JH, JHS show, of course, Dex is really, really thin, so he does not need to. But if you do, <laughs> um, three months free right now, the offer, three, that's right, three months for free, the winter months in which we ordinarily sit on the couch, gain weight, uh-uh-uh, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, L-I-V-E-A.com. And Dex, if you're feeling a little bit of pain, mm. What can you do? How about I uh, go to our friends at Summit Orthopedics, okay? You can go to summitortho.com. Tons of locations in the metro and in greater Minnesota. So whether you're dealing, you know, with ankle pain or you got oblique pain, you got shoulder pain, you got a bunch of different things going on, go check out our friends at Summit Orthopedics. Plenty of locations. Go to Summit 
ortho.com to find a location and book an appointment near you. All right, I've got a thought off last night's game. It's it's somewhat self selfish because I like him a lot, but it's also selfish for the team. How about I think he's 82. Lou Nanny joins the booth permanently because I don't know what happened, but that fourth line and his grandson, Vinny Letary in particular, who scored his first goal with the Wild last night on a gorgeous shot, looked like a different player. How about Louie joins the booth permanently? <laughs> because if you can get that from, from his grandkid on a nightly basis, I'm not saying that he wasn't playing fine before, uh, but Jesse, I'm not sure about you. That was a, in my opinion, super impressive performance by Vinny Letary. And again, he was another player that when they acquired him in the offseason, I was like, you know what? This could be okay because likewise, he's shown signs of brilliance here and there in little spouts once in a while, and he can move. Man, can he move with the puck, mm-hmm. which is so much fun to see. But yeah, I think maybe Vinny himself was feeling it, maybe feeling a little extra like, hey, let's show Grandpa what I can do because Lou Nanny has called some really tremendous games for his grandkids, for his sons. That includes the state tournament, the high school level, college level, and now to do it at the NHL level, Vinny's able to experience that. So I'm all for it. You know what? Let's bring it in. Whatever keeps Vinny going, but I have a good feeling that this is just the start. I think now that swag is officially in for him. Pop, probably that fourth line as well. Um, so I imagine Billy or Vinny can keep this up as we move forward. Yeah, he's scored at every level he's been at. Uh, he kind of came into his own as an upperclassman with the U of M, and then at the AHL level, he's been able to show that he can score goals. And now, I mean, what else is left here, right? Like, is he a, I, I think I use the term quad A player. Is he just someone that is just going to score at minor league level but doesn't translate to the NHL level? But Jess is right. I mean, when you watch him, there's there's some speed to his game. He obviously has some offensive prowess. Uh, this is this could be something too, yeah, that could really just kind of materialize overnight, and he can be a revelation for them. And obviously, with injuries that happen all the time, uh, they were without Boldy for a month of the season. You know, if anything happens to Kirill Kaprizov, it's not just you know moving up a checking line player. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Don't say Kirill. I'll knock on the wood there. Well, I don't know. Zuccarello. Hey, if it gets him going, if he gets hurt, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's scoring goals again, you know, I'm all for he it. Scored a goal last night. Yeah, maybe he's back now. Maybe he's back now. But it, it's Hell a yeah. it's a good insurance policy too on the back end yes. in the event some injury happens. But I've I have liked what I've what I've seen from him so far. And and Lou's great. So Lou is it, it's uncanny that a guy who's in his 80s can still teach you something on a nightly basis about the game. But he definitely does. Okay, a couple last things to get to, all right? First of all, did you guys see last night, and I will say this, I don't defend uh, the Wild much on penalty calls, but I thought that that late Brock Faber call was incredibly ticky-tacky. Like, I I don't think I would have called that in the first period, much less the third. But every time a guy takes a penalty, they still show Dean. Have you picked up on Dean trying not to have like a sourpuss face? Like he is trying so hard not to get that completely disgusted look of like, I want to kill the the, uh, referee. I think this is the funniest thing because he's trying. He's just trying not to say something and also not to look like he is just absolutely uh, beyond PO'd about a call. Yeah, I have to imagine his kids may have said something to him, seeing all the memes that get created. Uh, I know Freddie Goudreau told us earlier that he's had friends be like, your coach scares me, man. Like, your coach, his eyes, they're just, there's something. So maybe Dean now has a little bit of that awareness. I'd love to ask him, but you know he'll say, I don't pay attention to that stuff. When we all know. Yeah, you do. 
you pay attention. Well, and he's got the hair going too now. Yeah. Like the, he's really growing his hair. Out. I like the hair. I, a lot of people hate the hair. They're really a lot of people yeah, like on X are coming for me saying they don't like it. I dig it. I go good for you, Dean. Have some fun. Lots of gel, I think. It's because it, it's, it's sort of <laughs> spiky, right? Like it's it's not a crew cut deal. It's just it's longer. Of, yeah, like it's just okay. it's kind of like a styled thing. Has, yeah. has someone done a feature? Maybe Jess, I'm I'm giving you an idea here. Has anyone done a feature on his suits? He has like Ari Gold level amazing fitted suits. He has a really good suit game tailor situation, and I, I I honestly yeah. would love. There's a feature for you, Jess. I would I like love it. I would love a whole thing of where where Dean Evison's getting. Even if I can't afford him, even if I can, I know I can't afford him. I would just be curious on uh, on how this guy elevates his suit game. It's always okay. on point. Oh, He's I'll chiseled too. Yeah, he is. He is chiseled. That guy works out. <laughs> I saw him at the uh, Pearl Jam concert that was here in late August. Uh, he was roaming the sweet level as we were doing something, too, for, for Hubbard here. And he had, like, a Pearl Jam T-shirt on. And I was like, that guy could kick some ass. I mean, we all kind of knew sleeves. that. But, like, yeah, he had the short sleeves on. And I was yeah. like that. And he had his tattoos were all showing. How big was, are the arms? Huge. He's a, he's a, he's a yeah. bleep <laughs> shit. I almost said he's a brick house. He's a brick house, man. <laughs> he's got the uh, – and, and his suits have to be tough to, to – Taylor just a little bit because I feel like he's he's sort of stocky, but he's got that build like he's yeah. got the shoulders that, that mm-hmm. are super big. And so I'm guessing I'm guessing his suits probably cost extra to Taylor as well. Oh, yeah. I'll look into it for you, boys. He doesn't I'm look like an the off the rack questions. guy. He doesn't look like yeah. an off oh, the rack. He's not. Guy. He's not getting a suit off the rack. I get a suit. <laughs> okay, off final the rack. <laughs> final question, Jesse. Um. I'll start with you just because I don't I, Dex and I don't know for sure. But after the Rangers game, Felino presented, you know, they, they've had like the policeman's hat one time for the oh, post yeah. game. And then they, 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 I think didn't they have a bucket at one point. Like they had a, a bucket hat, like a, yeah. Or like a right. hat. Yeah. Yeah. Are they really just doing a puck now? Cause Felino presented flurry with like a game puck. Yeah, that's the first I've seen it. And it's funny because we had asked this earlier because like Philly does the dog, right? The dog head, which I think is great. You get that dog in. I'm like, some teams do some really fun things. Um, And this year, for whatever reason, they decided to not do that anymore. I don't know if it was somebody was feeling left out. I don't know what the deal was, or maybe they just didn't think of something clever enough to start the year. So they hadn't been doing anything to my knowledge. Now, this again was disgusting like after the first game and they're like, but, oh, I mean, that's not, all we the saw. wild said, yeah, the wild were like, they're not doing anything. And then you're right. We saw the puck. So maybe, or maybe it's because that's a special puck to flurry. Like, you know what I mean? Like maybe it's because that's one more maybe. win closer to Patrick Waugh. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. So hmm. I don't know. Well, I I'm like just that. disappointed. Like I want something. Yeah. Cause it's so funny when it's, when it's something weird and like a puck is like a game, like baseball. a dog head. The dog head would be fantastic. Fantastic. All right. We are done. Uh, thanks to, to Jess for passing along the breaking news. Kalen Addison traded to the Sharks. He's going to Siberia. He will not be the, the Wilds problem. She's Jesse. He's Declan. I'm Judd. We will see you next week for more JHS.